coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. And they started conditioning you from the beginning of the relationship when they were love bombing you. I mean, even when they started off the relationship, you were being manipulated. They were tricking you, so to speak, because they were really trying to condition you so that when they wanted to get something from you, which is that narcissistic supply, they were, in a sense, tricking you. So this is a way for you to start, in a way, kind of tricking them back. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and today's episode is all about how to trick narcissists. And I also have a sort of a subtitle on this on ways that you can ethically manipulate the manipulator or ways that you can sort of get them to do what you want them to do or ways that you can sort of, I don't know, I know trick is sort of a dirty word in a way, but I I would just say get them to nicely do what you want them to do, maybe without backlash, that sort of thing. I mean, to be honest with you, they're constantly trying to manipulate you. I mean, let's be honest, right? So this episode is maybe a survival episode in a way, you know, I mean, it's a way that if you are trying to deal with a narcissist in your life, it's a way for you to be able to maybe get them to, you know, maybe it's a way for you to manage them, I would just say. So I I call it ethically manipulating the manipulator. So, I mean, constantly when you are dealing with a narcissist, you are being conditioned. And they started conditioning you from the beginning of the relationship when they were love bombing you. I mean, even when they started off the relationship, you were being manipulated. They were tricking you, so to speak, because they were really trying to condition you so that when they wanted to get something from you, which is that narcissistic supply, they were, in a sense, tricking you. So this is 
a way for you to start in a way kind of tricking them back. Okay. And, and I really kind of consider it a, a survival mechanism in a sense. So, okay. So the first thing that I would say is bartering. I call it narcissistic bartering. So what is value to a narcissist? Value to a narcissist is obviously narcissistic supply. Narcissistic supply is anything that feeds a narcissist's ego. What means the most to a narcissist? Narcissists want adulation. Narcissists want to be revered. What does that look like to them? What's the best form of being revered to them? That is compliments. They want you to boost their ego. They, They want you to tell them how great they are. So I call it narcissistic fluffing, bartering. So what you would do in this particular situation is you would tell them something that's great about them. You would go in, you would fluff up their ego the way that you would fluff up a pillow. And you would do this sparingly. You would do this strategically. It's not something you're going to go around doing all the time because it's obviously not something that you really want to have to do. And I know a lot of people, when I give them this suggestion, they're like, oh my God, I, I, I can't stand them. I don't want to have to do this. I, 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 I want to vomit. I want to, you know, so I'm going to give you a little way that you can remember this in a second. But basically what you're going to do is you're going to go in, you're going to ask them to do something that you want them to do. You're not going to say anything good about yourself. So you're going to fluff up their ego the way you fluff up a pillow. And then you're going to do this so that you can get something of they, what they, what you want to, um, you know, but you give them something that they want in return. So how it would look is something like this. Can you do the QuickBooks? You are so much better at it. You're so much more efficient at it. And it would be so much better if you did it. It would be much more accurate. It would be done so much quicker, so much more efficient than if I did it. So can you do that? And something like that. And then... You know, you make sure that you don't say it with any kind of a tone or anything like that because, you know, you don't want to have anything good about yourself in there either because they don't want to hear anything good about you. So, and and obviously nothing sarcastic because if they hear anything sarcastic, they would definitely be able to tell you know, narcissists hear slights, they hear tones, they hear anything like that, like dogs hear whistles. You know, even if there's no tone, they hear tone. So you want to just make sure you're very, very careful about that. And and that's it. And so you you just, you use, exper- you use it sparingly, you use it strategically. You do it in a way just to get something of what you want 
so that, or you, you know, that you give them something that they want, which is that adulation. And then you get something that you want in return, which is that the QuickBooks got done. So that's narcissistic bartering. I call it bartering. Normally bartering is what? An exchange of goods and services without money. In this case, you're giving them what they want, which is that adulation, those compliments. And then you got something that you want because, you know, you got the QuickBooks done. So the way that you can remember this is fluff for favor, vomit later. So, hey, because you, you know, you need to go vomit later, go ahead. But, you know, this way you got a little something of what you wanted and, you know, they got what they wanted as well. So that's narcissistic bartering. So another thing that you can do to trick them is something that I call narcissistic decoying, which is asking them their opinion on something. And this is especially great when you are getting ready to negotiate with them because you can ask, you know, what their thoughts are on things. And that way you can kind of get some insight on what they are thinking about <laughs> what what's coming up on their negotiations or Maybe you can get somebody else to even ask them what they're thinking on things because they love to pontificate. They love to hear themselves talk a lot of times. And, you know, especially about, you know, when, when it, if they think that they've got an opinion on something or they think that they've got more to say on something than other people, or especially if they think that they're smarter on a topic than someone else. So, you know, it's really, really great when you can go up and say, well, what do you think? Or how do you think that this should go? Or where, where do you think that we should end up on this? Or who do you think should start off this bidding or whatever? I mean, you know, just ask them their opinion. You know, they, they, they love to hear themselves talk. So let them, let them do that. So narcissistic decoying is a great way to get them going on that, especially when you are negotiating. So that's, that's number two. That's um, another way that you can get them tricked. So another way that you can trick them is make them think that you are believing their lies. Make them think that you're believing their whatever it is that they're selling Whatever it is that they're peddling, make them think that you are buying into it. So, and especially, by the way, when you are in a negotiation setting, I've often seen this, by the way, in a divorce situation where one or the other party decides to hoover at you know, some part of the the negotiation. And, and it often happens, by the way, when you see one party maybe starting to get an edge over the other party, and that's when they start to maybe hoover and come back 
and maybe start to, oh, well, you know, maybe we should try again, or maybe, maybe we were a little too quick to come to a conclusion about getting a divorce, or maybe we, maybe we should have a conversation, or maybe we should think about reconciling or something like that. And I often think that, oh, it's probably a ploy. And so a lot of times how I kind of get the party that is the non-hooverer, I'll call it, to sort of snuff out that bluffing is I will say, well, why don't you ask them to sign a postnuptial agreement and see if they'd be willing to do that. Okay, let's try again, but let's go ahead and enter into a postnuptial agreement and then just see what they say about that. See if they'd be willing to do that. And most of the time, they're not going to be willing to do that. And so then, you know, that's when you normally can tell that they're not actually being genuine about their little hoovering. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. And by the way, when you are in one of those situations, you certainly want them to think that you are buying into their lies or their whatever as long as possible while you are creating your strategy and your leverage and all of that because you want to keep your leverage as close to the vest as as long as possible. When it comes to the safety of a child in a divorce case involving alcohol abuse, there is no compromise. Take back power, strength, and truth from the narcissist in your life with documented proof of sobriety. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they're not drinking when a child's safety is at risk. Soberlink's real-time alerts make it easy to negotiate with any party. Judges rest assured that the child is safe Attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource Tips for Negotiating with a Narcissist. To download the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging like a narcissist or other high conflict personality and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free win my negotiation cheat sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. The husband had checked into a hotel with a a girlfriend 
saw the girlfriend and the husband go into a hotel. They even had got a room. They spent, you know, a couple of hours in a hotel room. The wife knew they had gone into this hotel room for a couple of hours, seen them go into this hotel room, and then the husband convinced the wife that even though they had been in the hotel room for a couple of hours, all they did while they were in the hotel room was talk. And now we return to today's show. So, but you can just see, you know, that's another way that you can trick a narcissist is to make them think that you are buying into their lies or whatever. And by the way, when you are in one of those situations, you certainly want them to think that you are buying into their lies or their whatever as long as possible while you are creating your strategy and your leverage and all of that, because you want to keep your leverage as close to the vest as as long as possible. You don't want to give away your leverage too early. You want to make sure that you keep your leverage as close to uh, the vest until you are ready, until you're ready to spring it on them. That That's something that you want to make sure doesn't, you know, you, you use that when you are good and ready. And then only when you are very certain that you have built basically an invisible fence around them, and then you spring it on them. Only then do you spring it on them. And at that point, you know, they need to feel like they are so cornered that you are, you know, that they have nowhere else to go. At that point is only then when when you then unleash it on them and they feel like they have like very few options. And that's, you know, what I teach in my slay program. And that's how that's how you can corner them. So that if you, if you want to learn more about that, you definitely need to check out my slay program to find out more on how to do that. But that's how you corner them and that's how you get them and that's how you are able to resolve cases with them for sure. And, uh, you know, for sure, you know, get started with my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com for sure. But that's how you, that's how you beat them is with that leverage. Okay. So another way that you can trick them, of course, is not taking their bait. And number five is just pretend like you're not affected by their behavior. I mean, I've been there dealing with narcissists and If you need to go and scream in your pillow afterwards or vent to your friends or vent to your whoever afterward, fine. Scream in the shower, go throw cold water in your face after, whatever you need to do. Do not let them see you do it because that is what they want. That's that's what gives them the... The, the supply, they love that. They love seeing you triggered. So the more you can not give them that supply and not 
be triggered by them. It is such a great way to trick them, honestly, because you just don't want to give that to them. I mean, it is so hard sometimes because that's what they exactly want. But by not doing that, you 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 totally can trick them. And by the way, they also want to trigger you because they also then use your reaction against you. So when you, not only do they get supply from it, they also use your reaction against you to make you look like you're crazy. But then they also, if you do anything, whatever it is, maybe you're writing if you wrote something crazy or you acted crazy or they have it on tape, whatever it is, they will use that against you as well. So there are so many multiple reasons why you want to make sure you don't take that bait and you want to make sure that you don't allow them to trigger you in that way. It's just so, so important. So those are ways that you can make sure that you are tricking them. Yes. So another way that you can trick a narcissist is asking them to talk about what they're thinking about, asking them to talk about their dreams, asking them to talk about, you know, their thoughts, because they do love to talk about themselves. So if you're still on pretty good terms with them, get them to talk about those things because they will they will talk and they will sing and they will tell you about those things. And by the way, if you can get them to talk about those things in writing, even better because they do have a tendency to lie. They have a tendency to lie a lot and they lie about things they don't even need to lie about. And so a lot of times you can get them to say things that are inconsistent So those are things that can often become good pieces of evidence or leverage against them as well. So if you can get them to talk about their dreams, their hopes, their thoughts, that's also a way to trick a narcissist, especially in negotiations. So that's another way that you can potentially trick a narcissist. Another way that you can trick a narcissist is by making them think that you're on their side. You know, empathize with them. Say, oh yeah, you know, they're, they're, you know those other people, they're so stupid. They're awful. You know, let them think that, you know, you are definitely against whoever it is that they're against. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously it's, misleading or whatever, but if you are doing what you need to do to be in self-preservation mode, that is something that you can do to to trick a narcissist. You don't let them think that you are on their side, empathizing with them, 
making them feel like you are feeling for them, feeling for whatever position they're in. So that is another way that you can trick a narcissist. Um, these are some of the ways that you can trick narcissists. I mean, the, tr- the truth of the matter is that narcissists are actually pretty easy to understand because they are actually very we're kind of one trick pony-ish. They're actually very rats in a maze. They're very, well, I always say that while they're heinous and horrible to deal with, they're actually the most easy personality to understand. A lot of people are very driven and motivated and incentivized by many different things. Narcissists are only driven and motivated by one thing, which is narcissistic supply, which is that that almighty thing, the only thing that feeds their ego. So they are very easy to understand in that sense. So you know, you can understand what's driving them and motivating them at all times, which is that narcissistic supply. So because of that, it is easy to understand them. So, you know, you can build strategy around them because of that, especially when you are dealing with them in a negotiation setting. And, you know, use it to your advantage. You know, I tell people all the time, don't make enemies out of them. That doesn't help you, especially when you're, you're in, in, in these situations because, you know, with narcissists, they see you at, they see things in very black and white. And if you're not for them, you're against them. And once you're against them, they, you know, they see you as public enemy number one. And you don't want, you don't want that. So, you know, if you, if there are ways that you can ethically manipulate the manipulator and keep them thinking that you're on their side, all the better. So, I mean, as, as long as you possibly can, anyway, I would definitely go ahead and do that. So, and as I said, if you are dealing with them in a negotiation situation, make sure to grab my free Crush My Negotiation Prep Worksheet. And if you are if you ha- are watching YouTube, make sure to subscribe to me there and make sure to subscribe to this podcast as well. Make sure to go ahead and write a review and catch me over on YouTube and grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet and join my free private Facebook group. We have lots and lots of ways for you to be able to keep in touch with people. We have a community as well, which you can join. And I want to make sure that you guys can stay in touch with all of us. So happy you're here. Happy you were able to listen. Thanks for listening. Remember, today is always a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for stopping by and listening to this episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Check back next Monday for more inspirational pearls of wisdom. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd love if you would give it a five-star rating and tell me what you liked in a review on iTunes. Also, be sure to grab your winning negotiation cheat sheet at winmynegotiation.com. And remember, today is a perfect day to start negotiating your best life.